Welcome to the Chrome Show, Gigom's weekly podcast where we talk about all things Chrome, Chrome books, Chrome boxes, Chrome browsers. And here's Uncle Rutgers, Gigom Rider. And with me, as always, is Kevin C. Tofel, our resident Chrome expert. And as always, becomes a very loose term because we did another <laughs> break last week. This one was on me because I was on PTO. But uh, glad to be back. And how's, how's it going over there, Kevin? It's going well. It's going well. We have a little bit of news to recap from when you were gone, but we've got even bigger news that just hit like in the past 24 hours. And uh, I think we actually talked, we had some hints towards this, th these news uh, a couple of weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, if I remember correctly. But I guess someone at Google just confirmed that the Pixel 2 is coming. Soon. It's coming soon. <laughs> oh, that's even better. It's coming soon. Yes, that's correct. Uh, so that's right. On the last show, which was about two weeks ago, the last podcast, we discussed some of the evidence that's showing up in the Chromium bug tracker that Google is working on something that sure as heck sounded a lot like a Pixel. But of course, why would they be working on a Pixel? They'd probably be working on maybe a Pixel 2. And lo and behold, at the, uh, I want to say it's the teamwork 2015 event, uh, the Googler in charge of uh, Google Apps for Work and Education said that there is a new Pixel coming soon. Uh, actually, let me just read her quote exactly. OMG Chrome got a hold of the video, which was subsequently yanked, uh, by the way. So we know that's, that's a good sign that uh, something wasn't meant to be public yet. But here's what uh, Renee Nimi said. She said, we do have a new Pixel coming out and it will be coming out soon. We will be selling it, but I just have to set your expectations. This is a development platform. This is really a proof of concept. We don't make very many of these available. We really don't. And our developers and our Googlers consume 85% of what we produce. But yes, we do have a new Pixel coming out. So there's your okay. news. And I, I would imagine you're very happy about this. I am very happy about this. Um, and of course, once I read about it, I'm like, okay, so what does it mean? What's going to be inside the new Pixel? And I, I penned a lengthy post first thing this morning. Uh, I honestly don't think there's going to be that much of a visual change at all. I don't think this thing's going to look any different. I think it's going to have the exact same screen, same chassis, everything else, same trackpad, keyboard, yada, yada, yada. It's the internals. It's going gonna, it's gonna to really... Uh, be upgraded on the inside for various reasons because I know that you you may have used a Pixel, Young. I don't think you ever bought one. Um, but w do you re recall what might be the biggest showstoppers of that device? Were aside from the price, that is. I think you mentioned frequently that the battery life isn't quite what you need to take it on the road. Mm -hmm. That's probably the biggest gripe that I have. I'm sure other people have it as well. Um, outside of the price, again, we'll talk about price in a minute. But yeah, back then, Google released it right before the next generation of Intel chips came out. So they didn't get to... to they, they basically, that, that laptop wasn't performing as well in terms of battery life compared to the other newly available laptops at that time. So there's been two generations of chip cycles. We've been covering them for the past two years here. Now they can use... Google can use an Intel fifth generation Broadwell chip. And not only is that going to get us a performance boost, not that the Pixel really needs that, it's going to give us more battery life. I'm thinking... I expect uh, nine hours or more in a charge. I hope I'm right on that one because the current one tops out around five hours. If you've had one for the last two years, you probably get about four hours now. Um, what else do you think is going to be different on the inside? So it's going to have a longer lasting battery. Mm -hmm. Does it need a performance boost at all? I wouldn't say so. However, I think it would be welcome. Uh, the new 
core chips have uh, better Intel HD graphics. So I think that's going to be a nice welcome change there. Maybe we have some uh, increased graphics performance for more uh, detailed web apps, uh, WebGL stuff, things like that. I don't think people are, have it on their list. Like, I got to have better performance out of, the, out of the new Pixel. Because quite honestly, it's still my current one still performs really, really well. So no complaints about performance. Um, I do... And re- hmm? Go ahead. Uh, or, I was just going to interrupt and ask, uh, remind us again, how much storage does the Pixel have? Mm. It depends on which model that you get. Uh, the current, currently available Pixel has 32 gigabytes of local storage for the Wi-Fi edition. If you pay the extra $150 for the LTE version, which is what I did, you do get 64 gigs of storage. Google also gave a terabyte of Google Drive storage for three years with the purchase of a Pixel. I would assume they're going to do something very similar, if not the same thing. Honestly, I don't... They, they might upgrade the storage. It depends on, on cost. Um, I don't think they need to. I really don't for what people would be using this for. Yeah, I guess once you have the Drive storage, that that really makes up for much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just brought up the cost. The Pixel was... Mm-hmm. Or, it's still available. It is really expensive. It it starts at fifteen hundred. Is that right? It starts at twelve ninety nine for the Wi Fi oh, okay. edition. Okay. Twelve ninety nine. I paid fourteen forty nine for the LTE version. Um, yeah, this is this is tricky. Before I mention price, I'll just say some other real quick little internals that I expect. Sure. I mean, it makes perfect sense to to bring this up to date with eight hundred two eleven AC Wi Fi. The original doesn't have that because it really wasn't readily available. The original had Bluetooth 3.0. Sure, I, why not put 4.0 or 4.1 in there, even Bluetooth? And I, I still think they'll keep, keep an LTE edition. I'm wondering, though, if they don't use Verizon as their partner. I'm wondering, perhaps, maybe T-Mobile makes a play and says, hey, why not try our network and, you know, we'll, we'll give it a shot. So we'll see about all those things. Um, there has been evidence of a reversible Type-C USB port as well. Uh, maybe maybe an HDMI port, but, you know, we have mini display port on the current one. You know, six of one, half dozen of the other, I guess. Um, those are the only things I really expect to be changed. Now, price. That's You're right. It's, that's the big question. <sighs> I would love to see it be at least two or $300 less expensive, meaning it would start at 999 or 1099 Honestly, I wouldn't put it past Google to actually keep the same pricing. And part of the reason I say that is because this is really not meant for mass production. It's not meant for... Uh, being on sale in big box retailers, you'll be able to buy it through uh, the Google Play Store, I'm sure. You know, if, if they're only going to produce, let's say, 100,000 of these, you know, enough for the Googlers and, and a small amount for other people, they're not going to get a big break on the chips from Intel. You know, they're not selling millions of these things. So I, I just don't see a, a big price cut as much as we'd all like to see that. So I, I don't know. I'm hoping for at least a $200 price cut. Did Google ever say how much Pixel ones they made? Mm-mm. They've never really said anything in terms of the sales numbers on the Pixel. Um, they've always said it's a it's a proof of concept. They've always said it's for internal use for you know it's it's just for a premium Chrome experience. You know it comes with a premium price, so I would expect that. But no, we've had no numbers whatsoever. That's interesting. Well, we do know Google has what. 60,000 employees or something like that, 50,000, 60,000. I, I think it's a pretty, pretty big number. Mm-hmm. If they all get one, that's already, that gets you close to, to those 100,000 that you were mentioning mm-hmm. there as a possible target. 
Uh, it would be interesting. Well, we're definitely going to keep an eye. Is there anything else that we should mention about this device? Well, I, I think some people are wondering, well, hey, Intel's sixth generation chip is following right behind Broadwell, the new Skylake chip. Um, so why not? You know, why won't it have that? I just don't think it will because the the coming soon tells me we're going to have it sooner than later. The Skylake chip is not available from Intel, at least not planned uh, to be available until the second half of this year. I don't see Google waiting that long. And I think it was just the last show or maybe the show before that we had heard there was a Skylake board in the Chromium bug tracker. It literally just got added. Google's not going to get Chrome OS running on that thing in, in the matter of weeks. It's just not going to happen, even if the chips were available. So I'm leaning towards a, an upgraded Broadwell processor. And uh, again, hopefully with that nine or more hours of battery life. And it's kind of uh, one date of reference if we reference on the show all the time google io actually is in may this year end of may yes, yes. and we would we would imagine that maybe it gets introduced around that show uh, it's definitely going to be available at that show that's a, it i would think definitely available by that show if you think back to two years ago it was this time uh, in 2013 in february that google first introduced the pixel then it was in March that they made it available for sale. That's when I returned my loaner and I bought my own. And then at Google I.O., uh, was it that year? I think that was the year they also gave them out at yeah. Google I.O. So, of course, that's the big question. Everybody's saying, well, is they're going to do it again at Google I.O.? Is that going to be the giveaway? You're going to get a Pixel 2 or whatever they call it? I think so. Okay, think so. well. You just send more people to the Google I.O. <laughs> sign-up page, which isn't actually officially open yet, but no. in any case. Um, so much, I guess, for the Pixel 2, but there's also uh, slightly more affordable Chrome devices coming, and one of them is coming from Dell. Yes, this actually happened uh, literally right after our last podcast. So the, the news is a little bit old, but I think it's worth repeating because it's always good to have more choices in terms of hardware. So uh, especially when, when it's Dell, Dell had, a, I thought, a very compelling Chromebook 11 that they put out last year. They've now beefed it up for the classroom. And as of today, the day we are recording this, I just read in the Chromebook group on Google+, these devices are now shipping so they were announced two weeks ago they are shipping as of now uh it's a refreshed chromebook 11 it's uh starts at 249 dollars uses the newer intel celeron chip than uh last year's edition it's not the latest broadwell chip it's a celeron n2840 which has been around for a little bit but uh still you get decent performance you get 10 hours of battery life starts with 2 gig of ram 16 gig of storage and that always standard 1366 by 760 display uh, 802.11ac, which we just mentioned, uh, hopefully for the Pixel, Bluetooth 4.0 connectivity and such. It's actually, um, when I say beefed up, Yonko, this has actually got like a, it's been, it's updated for U.S. military standard tests of durability, pressure, temperature, humidity, shock, vibration. Not that you're going to go out and toss this around a job site or anything in a construction site, but, you know, students dropping it, what playing with it, sure, that, that makes sense to do that. So the uh, keyboard is also liquid resistant, which I actually like because I ruined a, a keyboard once with, with uh, my Gatorade. And, I'm always freaked out by that. Yeah. yeah. And then the hinge actually rotates a full 180 degrees. So, you know, if you slam against that screen, it'll just go on the hinge. It's not going to break the screen or anything. I kind of have to say I'm slightly amused by the fact that uh, notebooks for primary schools have to be combat resistant, basically. <laughs> combat ready. Well, um, plus, plus they have to have the uh, thing on the keyboard in case they they spill their Starbucks, you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, but so yeah, that's I, I you did like the Dell, the original Dell Chromebook 11 a lot, right? I did. I thought it was uh, one of the better low cost devices at the time. It came out it came out a little bit later than everybody else's, but um, I like the display mostly. This one has I think it's a matte finish. Let me double check on that. Uh, yes, anti glare display. So I have not seen one of these in the flesh. Uh, again, they just became available today. I'm hoping to get my hands on one. I don't think I'd be interested in one because I don't need a rugged one. Uh, but uh, yeah, so those are those are now available. The Dell Chromebook 11. It's interesting that it has an optional touch screen again, which is something the Pixel is probably going to have as well again. But not that many people are people don't get that much use out of it yet. No, and actually, yeah. I'm glad you you raised that. Not to backtrack too much, but I had even said I would love to see Google cut the cost of the new Pixel by offering a non-touch display model. Um, it just I, I'm not getting any value out of that, or not nearly enough. And if I can save a hundred bucks or more by not having it, I would be thrilled with that. Um, the Dell does offer a touch screen for more money. Interesting, all these Dells, not that uh, you and I would use it this way, but all these Dells have a little LED light on the front uh, of the display on the lid so children can actually signal their teacher when they have a question with a green light or red light and so on. So that's kind of an huh. interesting little twist on it. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, maybe we're also just a uh, different generation. We grew up with uh, desktop computers, and so we don't touch our screens. <laughs> <laughs> Good day. But if you have your Starbucks coffee in your hand, you're ready to spill it over the keyboard, then maybe you need to use the touchscreen instead. No, I don't know. In any case, what else do we have? I think we have one more uh, one more tidbit of hardware news this week. Is that right? Well, I guess it's more uh, general statistics. Um, why don't you just go ahead and, and enlighten our listeners? Yeah, th- this actually just came out today. Uh, Joe Wilcox, who is a Chromebook Pixel owner and... Uh, and a writer over at Beta News, he reached out to the folks at NPD who uh, measure sales of devices and such. In fact, I think it was a year ago that people were misrepresenting the NPD number, saying the Chromebooks had like taken a third of the entire laptop market when it was really just retail channels. I'm sorry, non-retail channels, commercial channels, education and such. Anyway, Joe reached out to NPD. They got back to him today saying uh, through U.S. commercial channels and retail, I'm being very specific here, Chromebooks accounted for 14% of all laptop sales last year. So that's commercial channels and retail. So that's actually not too bad, 14% of all laptop sales last year. This is U.S. only, just to be clear. Um, That's up, he says, from 8% in 2013. Uh, Most of those still were commercial channels, mainly the educational institutions. Um, But year over year, sales have soared by 85%, and the trajectory continues to climb, according to MPT's data. So, you know, I've read a lot of um, of reports lately out of Asia saying, oh, Chromebook sales are in decline and predicted to decline, but these numbers aren't saying that. They're saying something different. Maybe, again, this is the U.S. market. Maybe worldwide they are declining. I don't know. All I know is they seem to be on the upswing here. Uh, It seems like there are so many different models and so many different vendors out there who build uh, Chromebooks that are not that distinguishable from another. So mm. I wouldn't be too surprised if it declines for some of those versus mm-hmm. others that sell a lot of into these commercial channels. They may be more successful. But overall, it looks like pretty big numbers, pretty good numbers, especially if it includes retail, which should bring the overall down. Even with big school districts buying lots of devices, the money is still made in retail, right? Yeah, I would agree. And I mean, I would think the hardware vendors are happy with that. And I would hope that Google's happy with that, too. I mean, this is a a brand new platform as of just a few years ago, and it's competing well with legacy systems. 
All right, very interesting. Okay, I think it is about time for us to take a little break and actually make some money here. Sounds good. We'll be right back. Here's a problem everyone seems to have. Too much email. On a daily basis, my inbox is overflowing with email that I just don't have time to deal with, and it feels like I'm always playing catch-up. Fortunately, there's a company out there that solves this problem. It's called SaneBox, and it's amazing. So how does it work? Well, after a quick analysis of your inbox, SaneBox is able to determine what emails are important to you with incredible accuracy. It automatically filters your unimportant emails out of your inbox and into a new email folder called SaneLater. And that means only the emails that land in your inbox are the emails that actually matter. Get a risk-free, no credit card required, fully featured trial at SaneBox.com Chrome. That's SaneBox.com Chrome. Okay, and we're back here with the Chrome Show. Uh, second half, in the first half, we talked a little bit about hardware, new hardware, and also some uh, hardware sales numbers coming out of uh, the MPD group. And now we have we can actually, I guess, talk about the software. It's like a very traditional uh, lineup here this week. It's almost like the good old days. Um, but we're talking about the cloud. So, um, in a way, <laughs> we're bringing back the good and the old. Uh, in any case, I'm... I'm I can't really make a transition here. Why don't you just go, <laughs> go okay. ahead with the That's news okay. before I keep talking? <laughs> That's all right. You've been off for a week. You're still catching up. So I, yes. will, uh, I will move this on. And okay. actually, this is something we've talked about in the past as well. So it's really just a development of something uh, that we've, we've previously covered. Uh, cloud Backup, it has been tweaked in Chrome OS in the dev channel. Uh, and again, we can, as always, we can thank Mr. Francois Beaufort, the Google evangelist, for finding this. Uh, he noted that you can now insert any removable media, such as a USB key or an SD card, and at the root, you will see the DCIM folder, which is where typically photos, images, and such are stored uh, for, you know, for video cameras and so on. He's saying you can navigate to this folder in the Files app in Chrome OS, and there's a cloud icon that will appear at the very top right corner. Again, this is in the, the dev channel. If you click that cloud, you're done. The photos and videos from the DCIM folder will automatically be synced to your Google Drive under a newly created Photos folder. You'll also be able to go uh, look at those in Google+, Plus because you'll have access to that folder through this whole cloud backup sync. So clearly Google's still working on it because it's only in dev. But cloud backup is coming along with some other changes I've been reading about in the files app, such as material design and so on. So, uh, again, just a little development of something we'd covered in the past. So this is only for photos or for all file types? You know, my understanding is this particular piece of it is for images, photos and videos. You know, so mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's a true uh, backup solution for every single file. Now, this may be one subset of the of the features. It's it's yeah. not yet clear, and I'm not on the dev channel to have tested it, so I, I can't say for sure just yet. I'm just looking at, at the story that you wrote about it and the um, the screenshot that specifically mentions photos and videos. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I mean that is a that's a common use case. You have like an external flash drive, or even uh, if you have a SD card reader, or external SD card reader, you just pop it in from your. Uh, uh, external camera or something that that makes it very easy. That's actually pretty nice. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a nice little backup. Uh, what else do we have this week? I guess we have. Uh, well, you, some you more. missed something big last week that that I was making fun of using Chrome to make fun of. Did you hear about Superfish? Um, 
I heard sort of about <laughs> it because I couldn't quite stay off Twitter last week. <laughs> and apparently some company shipped something with their computers that they shouldn't have, right? That is correct. Some, I guess I call it adware, spyware, and uh, certificate spoofing that allowed man-in-the-middle attacks on websites and such. I'm not going to mention, I'm not going to go into the details of it because they took enough crap. Well, maybe they haven't, but that's a whole other issue. But I just found it very funny that all of a sudden Google puts out a blog post saying, we have more protection from unwanted software. <laughs> they have uh, basically, they've made a small change in Chrome and they just wanted to highlight it and saying, you know, before we, sh before we always showed you warnings before you downloaded unwanted software, now there's a whole new warning page. It, you can't miss it. It's red. It's practically flashing. If the Chromebook could shock you, it probably would saying, be careful here because <laughs> you are visiting a site that encourages downloads of unwanted software. So, um, for the record, when I, I, I did my public service, Yonko, t and I explained to people how to remove Superfish from their Chromebooks. I did this on Twitter. I said, step one, get Chromebook. Step two, done. <laughs> so Yes? I did my duty. Is that easy? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I did my duty. So you, are you still, we're talking about new hardware. Are you still rocking an old HP Chromebook 11? I am, but I am not using it as much these days, and that's because of a particular program. Um. The Chromebook 11 is—it's it was even dated hardware when it came out, slightly dated, um, a lower-end device. But I still like it a lot because it is uh, very lightweight. It's not very powerful, but it also it's running essentially on a mobile processor, so it doesn't use any internal uh, cooling system. So it, it's it's quiet. Um, I can take it anywhere, except I don't have any way to charge it anymore. <laughs> well. Almost no, not anyway. But uh, just to back up for people, when the Chromebook 11 came out, one of the things that that was interesting and unique about it was it had a USB charger, mm -hmm. and it was. Um, I think they marketed it uh, as the possibility that you could charge other devices with the same charger, so you don't have to carry around two chargers yep. to also charge your phone. But at the time, many people also thought, "Oh, then I can also use my phone charger for my Chromebook." It's not quite that easy. You can charge your Chromebook with a phone charger, uh, but essentially it's not powerful to sustain it while it's running. Mm -hmm. And this whole issue came up for me because my charger just died. The, it's the, the a, HP charger the, itself. The HP charger, the original that came with it, just died. I, th I don't know if it's the cord or what it is. It had. It was a little on the frizz for a while. Occasionally it wouldn't work, but now it stopped working completely. I think in, in early January, and so, first thing I did was I went to the Play Store where you used to be able to buy one separately and it turns out it's not for sale anymore because the Chromebook 11 is not for sale anymore. Mm -hmm. So then I googled around a little bit more and I thought, well, the best and easiest and fastest way to get one is probably to go to Amazon. So I went to Amazon and I found one that uh, was, uh, I think, marketed as the official replacement charger or something like that. And I ordered one, and after the order was was sent out, I realized quickly that I ordered it straight from China because it took six weeks to ship this oh. thing. <laughs> so no overnight delivery or no two day free two day shipping for that one. Mm -hmm. So I waited a long time, and I haven't been using my Chromebook in the meantime a whole lot. Sometimes I charged up, but not a whole lot. And now it finally came. I think it came while I was out over the break, and I. I tried it using it yesterday. I went to a cafe. My Chromebook wasn't charged up. I plugged it in, and then it told me it's a low-power charger. It is not uh, able to charge this device, which basically means I bought a, a fake one. And 
uh, listeners can't see this now, but I'm just going to hold it up here for sure. Kevin because it even has the Chrome logo on it. Really? It looks yes, exactly yeah. like the original charger. It has it this does. little thing that comes out. Uh, really like a, a perfect copy of it, except it's not powerful enough to charge this device, which is very unfortunate. But the whole reason that I'm complaining about this here is uh, I'm not just want to, I don't just want to complain. I do like to complain. I'm German <laughs> after all. <laughs> but uh, when I started Googling about this last night, I realized that apparently a bunch of other people having have had the same problem with these uh, chargers dying. And I mean, these cords are kind of thin. These cords give in after a while if you carry them around. And other people have had the same problem with um, not being able to find this charger. And uh, some people have suggested other chargers on Amazon. A bunch of people apparently bought the same one I did. When I when I ordered it, there was no reviews for it. Mm. Now there's a bunch of one-star reviews because all those people got their, finally got their device as well and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, I would so think I'm Amazon wondering, should replace those. I, I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure they will. I haven't had a chance to send it back, right. but I'm pretty sure they are going to. And they are really good about refunding yes, things are. as well. Um, but I would imagine that maybe the un- amongst the listeners, there's one or two other Chromebook 11 users still out there. And I'm, I'm wondering if anybody had the same problem, anybody has some suggestions for a good replacement charge. It has to be powerful enough to at least sustain a charge while, while it's, while it's uh, up and running or possibly even keep charging the device while it's up and running. And that doesn't work with any of the mobile chargers out there. I, I know what you're thinking. I know what you have in your hand. You know what I have in my hand? What do I have in my hand? You can see it. Uh, okay, what you have it? like a black box in your hand. It's a charger. I would imagine it's the Motorola fast charger for the Moto X. Exactly. It's the turbo charger. And the only reason I bring it up is because you have a Motorola X. Yes, I, I have... One- I'm wondering, would this work? Because, now I don't know the specifications of the charger that you bought. Well, we know the specifications it doesn't have, but yeah. <laughs> what is it supposed to have? Because because this has um, three different output levels, 5-volt, 9-volt, and 12-volt, all at different amperages based on, you know, if it's using the quick charge, if it's attached to a quick charge phone or not. I can use this with any device, but it's not going to quick charge any device. Obviously, it'll step down. Yeah. But I'm wondering, perhaps... Would that work for you? I don't know. I, I looked at it, and I'm, I'm not sure it would, because I think the quick charging only works with a specific chipset, and it has to communicate with the phone. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, the, the, the quick charge technology, is it requires certain circuitry in the phone to accept the faster charge, yes. There's no talking to the phone, though. It's, okay. all, it's all done through the power voltages and, and so on. So Okay, I, fair enough. Know, I mean, if, if you blow up your HP 11, I don't want to be responsible. So, uh, <laughs> but, but, I mean, I can't return you to Amazon and get a replacement. So, um, it was just a thought. Yeah, I've, I've, I thought about that as well. But I think when I looked at the Motorola site, actually last night, I had the very same idea. And it said that for regular phones, the amperage is like 1.5 or 1.6 or something like that. And I think Chromebooks... This fake one says it's three, three, three point oh, mm-hmm. and I think the original one was also. I, I already recycled it, so I can't look it up. I have to, right. I guess, right. uh, bust out the manual or find some specs somewhere online. But I leave, believe it was at least three as well, if if not four, or three point eight or something like In that. In which case, this wouldn't be enough. So yeah, yep, it was worth a shot. So if anybody else has any good ideas out there, or maybe. Uh, can tell me how to solder this together myself. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so, so what are you going to do? Because this is rendering your Chromebook kind of useless, no? 
a little bit useless. So I can charge it. If you plug in a regular phone charger, it charges overnight, and then you can use it. I actually did that today. And right now I get about five hours of battery life out of it uh, on the road. Mm -hmm. If I get a charger that is powerful enough, then I can at least sustain the charge, meaning when I plug it in, it won't discharge anymore. Right. I won't be able to charge it up again once it runs out of power, which is kind of not great. <laughs> no. But I I could use it. Uh, I could still use it. I would love to have a charger that's a little bit more powerful. But I'm I am going to have to do my homework on that one. I guess well, you got lots of uh, choices of new Chromebooks in case this doesn't pan out. That is true. I was uh, that's I guess my my ultimate choice. Then my ultimate uh, the the final plan B. I guess we'll get you off that ARM based Chromebook and have you try an Intel one. Yes, maybe mm-hmm. one day. <laughs> Okay, I think um, with you talking about a really new Chromebook and me talking about a really old Chromebook, <laughs> we we finished to already get uh, almost half an hour of show uh, together here, I think. Um, one thing that we uh, still want to do and we do every week is the app or extension of the week. Um, what did you find for us this week, Kevin? So this is actually available in the Chrome Web Store, but it's technically not an app. It's really... If you go to the Chrome store, you're going to get a link to a website, um, which I kind of frown upon, but I still like this enough to to mention it. It's called Polar Photo Editor. I'm always on the lookout for good photo editors. Yes, you can you know use Photoshop in the cloud now if you're in the beta and so on, but Polar is uh, is pretty interesting. It's Photoshop like. Um, you can actually go right to the website. I, I'll give you the, the URL right here. It's uh, v2.polarr. Co. Um, so it's polar with two R's. Lots of different ways you can filter and change your photos here. Um, again, you do it all online. Uh, plenty of effects, lots of filters. I'm just looking through. I mean, just a lot of good features. It's beyond a basic photo editor is what I would say. It's better than what, you know, what we can do natively in Chrome OS. So I thought it was worth a look. It's actually, they say it's an alpha version right now. Um, Certainly seems stable enough for me in my testing, but I just want to forewarn people. It looks like they may have a pro version in the works as well, so there may be some subscription in the future with additional features or cloud storage. Don't know yet, but I thought it was worth a look. So that is Polar Photo Editor, and again, we'll have a link in the show notes for that. All right, that looks good. I'm going to actually try this out. Uh, Thanks as always for finding that. And uh, if people have any questions about this or anything else, Chromebook 2, uh, Pixel 2 speculations, how can they get hold of you? Sure, that's real easy. Um, I can be found on Twitter and Google Plus under my real name of Kevin C. Tofel. You can also uh, leave a comment in the comment section of this blog post for the podcast on gigaom.com or even write in the SoundCloud embed that we put out there for everybody to listen to right in the player. How about you, Yonko? How can they reach you? I'm much in the same way. I'm also on Google Plus and on Twitter active under my real name, Yanko Radkrasik. So you can Google both or either, I guess. Uh, and if that's too complicated, then you can always go to guillaume.com, comment uh, in the under the show notes, uh, use the SoundCloud player. And if you can't find the post for this because you're listening to this in your podcatcher on the go or something, you can always go to guillaume.com slash podcast. You will find the most recent episode of the Chrome show there. 
you can dive into the archives, listen to things we said a long time ago. <laughs> and <laughs> don't do that. Don't somebody do that. has to bring up those play numbers <laughs> from April of 2000. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, but, you know, two weeks ago, maybe something interesting happened that you missed. Uh, or if, if, if you're bored of us, you can always also check out the other podcasts that our colleagues over at Gigom uh, put out every week. And with that, uh, we have to thank you for listening. And uh, we will be back next week. Thanks, everybody.